Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Temporary Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. Whew, you know, it has been some time. Um, there are so many things we need to talk about. Um, but there's breaking news. Um, from the Disney... Um, universes of Marvel and Star Wars. It appears as though Kevin Feige, who runs uh, Marvel Productions and ha- is largely considered the construct, the constructor behind um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe that has been super duper successful for Disney, um, is joining the team over at Star Wars now. Um, sources indicate right now that he's not, it, this is not a full-time position. Uh, um, he's just kind of, he's a super fan of Star Wars. And, um, jumped at the chance to, um, now that the Skywalker saga has, is coming to an end. Um, he jumped at the chance to, um, work on a movie, um, with with his friend Kathleen Kennedy, who runs Lucasfilms. Still, there are rumors persisting that... Um, there are still rumors persisting that... Kathleen Kennedy is on her way out over at Lucasfilms. Now, this has been rumored for quite a while. Um, I'm... Uh, okay, I'm just no script, guys. <laughs> Um, okay, so the rumor, the rumor that Kathleen is out at Lucas, um, started late last year when she fired Christopher Lloyd and, um, his writing partner from, um, what was ultimately the Ron Howard directed Solo. Um, Disney, of course, denies this as is company policy, but... There seems to be some some fire underneath this. First of all, you don't bring in someone like Kevin Feige and not um, expect him to work a miracle twice. Not saying he will. That's a completely separate topic. But you don't bring him in without the expectation that he's going to. Um, and it's very hard to believe that he's... Um, that... He's only going to do one film. I know a lot of people are think that, oh, um, if you had a chance to do a one-off, you would. Yes, but my situation is different. I'm not Kevin Feige. I haven't crafted some of the most popular and most profitable movies of all time. I get drunk and do a podcast. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, our career paths are a little bit different. Um, When I asked Will about this, um, because of course I wanted my producer's input, he said um, it is much better than the Game of Thrones duo. And um, he actually has a lot of respect for Kevin Feige. So... Uh, and that seems to be the general consensus. I did a um, article last night for Medium um, 
titled When Star Wars Met Marvel. And let me tell you guys, like, I understand how how this stuff works. I've done it long enough. That that article went viral before I even posted it. <laughs> um, uh, seriously, though, it, it, it brought in really big numbers for me. I was very, very pleasantly surprised. Um, so... What does all this mean and why does it matter? It could start to shine a light on as to why um, Kevin Feige and Disney walked away from Spider-Man. Um, now, people will, will always say it was a bunny, and it, it was. But if Sony had offered the 50-50 split that they that Disney allegedly asked for there's no way we would be having this conversation right now or it would be a much different conversation that we're having right now um because the Spider-Man movies Spider-Man is arguably Marvel's most popular superhero um and the fact that Marvel sold the rights all those years ago, I think, is is a thorn in Disney's side. Especially since um, Marvel has been very, very... Or, no, I'm sorry, not Marvel. Sony has been very, very good about um, making sure that there's a continuous pipeline of Spider-Man movies. Um, so as not to violate the terms of the sale. Um, I'm going to keep an eye out for more information on Kevin Feige joining the Star Wars universe, what his role is, and all of that. But for right now, I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. Um, and Bill wanted me to let you all know that he, um, we're not avoiding impeachment talk. Um, in fact, we're going to be leaning way into it, um, next Monday on Talk. Uh, politics is his thing he's um, much much better at it and you all seem to love him um, much more than me um, just in general <laughs> um, specifically for politics so um, so Will will be handling impeachment talk I may do a segment or I may make comments about it but uh, um, Drunk Hospice official stance will be Will's and I hear Mandy screaming in the background. <laughs> Sorry, Mandy, he's the producer. And and you all know I always do what I'm told. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Alright, so. Demi Moore. Can we talk some Demi Moore? This is what we're talking about when we say we want a tell-all. We want the dirt. We want everything. And Demi Moore is delivering. Like, her book, I promise you, is going to be a huge seller because she is giving us everything that we want. Um, she has claimed that threesomes 
um, led something to for marriage to Ashton Kutcher because he took he took the threesomes as a sign that it was okay to cheat. Um, she has made allegations that Bruce Willis was um, very controlling during their marriage. That's what um, led to the end of it. Um, she recently opened up and said that her mom sold access to her at 15 years old. And she admits to cheating on her first husband with Freddie Moore. Whew. Like, that could be a drunk gossip episode in itself, and it will be. Uh, one of these days. Um, I gotta go through all these stories because it's like every... Every time I turn around, there's a new story about her coming out. This is... Her book is turning very much into... Um, just like The View. Um, ladies Who Punch, the inside story of The View. I'm telling you, like, he had all the dirt and all the gossip and just parsed it out, just sparingly so. Enough to keep our interest, and that's exactly what Demi Moore is doing here. Um, Bruce Willis is seemingly... Um, standing by Demi's side. Of course, they had, um, they've reconciled and, um, are really good friends at this point. Um, so I'm sure she consulted him before she wrote word one about him. Um, Ashton Kutcher really seems to be, um, taking offense. Um, he tweeted that he had to withhold a snarky tweet. Uh, and then... Um, and then tweeted out a number for people to call. Or to text. But it was all political, um, slants where he, um, advocated for impeachment. Um, if it was found that Trump unduly used his power um, to try to influence to get a foreign power to influence our um, the 2020 election um, it, I, like I said this is huge like you don't normally see a celebrity um, go the tabloid route and just spill everything so in this case, I really do applaud Demi for for doing this. Um, it, it, it takes guts. I'm not being facetious about this. It really did take guts for her to um, to go and do this. But I'm wondering what it's going to do to her career. I, and a lot of people are going to say, well, she's not really worked that much. No, she hasn't. But she was still in good standing in the Hollywood community. I don't know if that's going to continue to be the case. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, right now, it seems like it, the, the blast is contained to just those in her her circle. Um and the harshest parts seem to be aimed at Ashton Kutcher. Um, 
So, uh, and, you know, the thing is, is Ashton and Demi made such a fascinating couple. They made no damn sense at all. And, I mean, if you look at both their careers, they're both on the downswing. Um, although Ashton will probably land on his feet in another TV show um, fairly soon. And speaking of fairly soon, I'm going to take a break. And I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. And we're going to talk another um, star that has career issues. Charlie Sheen. Now, we haven't talked about him. I don't think we've ever talked about him on the show, have we? Well, I'm sure. I mean, we must have like at least mentioned him. Um, but I don't think he's ever had his own segment. Anyways, um, when ABC was casting the new season of Dancing with the Stars, they were looking for, well, you know, people who are actually stars. Um, and said they got Sean Spicer, but, you know, sometimes you have to deal with what you can get. Um, Apparently, there was a deal in place for Charlie Sheen to uh, hit the dance floor. Um, and he was actually all set to go. And everything was kosher until the very last minute when he decided to back out. Um, and you know Denise Richards is pissed. Because she claims that Charlie owes her almost a half million dollars in back child support payments. So she wanted some of that dancing money. I'm surprised she didn't offer to dress up in dragon and go on the show for him just to get that money. <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing that right now. It's like Mulan except not at all. <laughs> um Oh, that's a shrimp shirt. Okay, uh, alright. I gotta <laughs> Ooh. This is why Will wanted me on the script. It's also why I can't be on the script because how would we ever get the image of Denise Richards dressed as Charlie Sheen on Dancing with the Stars if I was on the script? It would not have happened. Um, anyways. Um, so, uh, he walked away from the deal, and what would have actually been a pretty decent paycheck for him, um, for someone who claims he's broke, um, any, I guess any paycheck would have been good, but, um, ABC is very generous with, um, with their bigger stars or the stars that they get for dancing um a lot of times especially a a sitcom legend like Charlie Sheen and please don't please don't add me whatever you think of him personally I'm probably right there with you however what we cannot deny is the man had three very successful sitcoms Spin City, Two and a Half Men, which was the number one show on TV for like three years. 
and then anger management, which did fairly well in the ratings as well. Um, so we can say whatever we want about about Charlie Sheen as a human being, but Charlie Sheen as a brand, we have to acknowledge that that brand it might be damaged, but it's still pretty damn good. Um, uh, what ABC was going to do is obviously give him an appearance fee for every time he showed up on Dancing with the Stars and then they were going to give him a um, production deal um, for a pilot I don't know if there was already uh, something in the works or if they were going to work with him after Dancing with the Stars but he walked away from it all. Um, here's what Charlie said. I was very flattered by ABC and their offer, but at the end of the day, I have two left feet and I just can't dance. Um, and a source from ABC said, when there's a star like that, they will get some sort of deal for a pilot with ABC. Um, and Jeff Ballard, who is Charlie's publicist, said, ABC made a very generous offer for a pilot series. It was contingent upon his participation on Dancing with the Stars. Um, the whole thing is, is they're trying to shore up the dancing franchise. Um, there's, there's every likelihood that they might get one or two more cycles out of it and then it'll be done if they can't find a way to stimmy the shrinking ratings. Now, that's a whole different segment, but um, that is something to think about is the why they're going after some of these more controversial figures. And speaking of controversial figures, I need to take a break and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. Um, so... You know, you guys know as uh, as I write more, I want to ex- explore more and learn more. Um, to that end, I wrote a noir, which um, Will actually loved, um, except for a few things that I needed to work on. Um, and I, I was really surprised by it. Um, I was really surprised that he he embraced it so enthusiastically because. It is totally not what I would have expected from him. Um, but the fact that he did, like, just gives me that much more confidence. Um, and I'm working on trying to break another short story. Um, and most of these short stories will probably just end up on Medium um, with the Creative Cafe because I love them and they love me. Um, and, I, like, some might. I'm after editing. I might release as a um, Kindle single because why not? <laughs> that sounds facetious. It's, it's really not. Um, it can make me money, and frankly, I like anything that can make me money. Um, the one that I'm trying to break right now, I've been having trouble with. So I was uh, trying to come up with another way to tell it, and I stumbled upon absurdist humor now this is not something that I've ever written myself um uh, but I'm really fascinated by it 
and I don't know that absurd absurd humor will work for for the plotline I have in mind, but I'm definitely going to sit and work on an absurd um, comedy because um, you know it's it's really fun. So I started doing some research, and Douglas Adams, who wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Was a he was really well known for his absurd comedy. Um, in fact, a lot of people think that that's why Hitchhiker's Guide has become um, such a mainstay in in our culture um, because it's just so out there and so um, so funny. You know, and that's the whole thing. And that's that's one of the things I've been thinking about in these in these times. We're all really stressed. We're all, you know, just uh, holding on with whatever we can. And you know, we need a laugh. And you know, I made a mention. Um, I believe it was the will. That in, in other with other presidencies, yeah, we the president has always been mocked. If if you were opposed to him, you mocked him. That's just how it works. We get that. But this is the first time where it's been. Um, it's been so hard to mock. Not because we don't want to, not because he doesn't give us plenty of material, but because he does such asinine stuff. Um, we'll mention the Sharpie, Sharpie Gate, where um, he ex- he extended the flow of her- the hurricane to hit Alabama with a Sharpie in the hopes that no one else would notice. Who does that? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> that is... That is literally some something out of an absurd comedy right there. And I just want to know, is Douglas Adams writing the world right now? Because, sir, brava, I'm sure you and your buddies are getting a big laugh. But can we get a return to normalcy now, please? Thank you. Um... um So yeah, um, I you know I've been looking into it. I've been I've been wanting to know more and more about it, and you know the more I look into it, the more I think I could actually write this. Um, this is a little known fact about me. I actually wrote a play um, called My Life as a Sitcom. And basically, I took a bunch of sitcom tropes and crafted them around my life. Um, the will they, won't they? The um, you know the beleaguered parents, the secret anger um, for missing a holiday, and I kind of looked at it and realized. That like I was as I was researching, I was like, "Oh, I wonder." So I looked at looked at some of the criteria, 
like absurd situation, but everyone treats it like it's normal. And I think that that, I think that my play really is an absurd comedy. <laughs> um, which means my life is in this, an absurd comedy. And I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people don't know this, but the apartment I had been staying in, what, um, I didn't realize that my landlord had illegally sublet it to me. And so, when I, when I was saying temporary, um, Drunk Hospital Studios, I was actually recording in a hotel room. Um, a lot of the time. And, um, something really funny hit me. On HVY, I was the most read person in the United States, second most read person in the world. And yeah, I didn't have a home. And it just that just really struck me as being so absurd. And something that only happens to me. Um, now that I've transitioned over to medium, I, I'm not the most read person. Um, I hope to be one day. I'm just trying to, right now I'm just trying to make a I'm just trying to make a living um, working with Medium and, and doing the podcast, but um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that just amazes me um, that absurd things happen to me and people just treat it, when I tell them about it, they're just like, yeah, mm-hmm, that's Ed. That's what happens to Ed. Like, what? Excuse me here. Um, I, I, I'm gonna need you to clarify some things. Thank you. <laughs> but I don't need to clarify this. I am gonna take a break. And I'm gonna come right back. And we're going from absurd to absurd. Um, Matt Lauer is about to step back into controversy. Um... Ronan Farrow has been working on a book called Catch and Kill. And in it, there are, um, it's rumored that there are more allegations, um, from women against him. Um, and with that, people are starting to wonder if he couldn't be facing some jail time. Um, at this point, it doesn't seem likely. Uh, for for one big reason, and that um, the statute of limitations is probably up by now. So, um, with the statute of limitations possibly being up, it's not it's not quite likely that. Um, it's not likely that um, charges will come up, but any hope that he had of returning to TV is gone. Um, rumor had it that NBC was playing with the idea of maybe putting him on one of the cable networks and easing him back into the mother network later on. <clears throat> um, Jeff Zucker, who, who now runs CNN... Um, and where, what, and that was one of the places that 
Matt Lauer was allegedly looking. He actually came out and said, nope. Not, not coming here, dude. Do you know what you're thinking? Um, so, in one of the people who came forward for uh, Ronan Farrow is the woman who actually got him fired. Now, this is a really unique story. Um, so I'm just going to relay it as I've seen it in multiple places. This is not just, um, this is not just checked out in one place. It's, um, multiple sources have, um, conveyed the same story to me. Um, they started having an affair, um, around 2014, um, in the Winter Olympics. Um, the affair went on for a while. And it was basically an open secret at NBC. Something happened between... Um, something happened, and no one knows quite what it was. But, um, that November 9th, in 2017... She went to, she went to, um, NBC Brass and lodged the, the complaint that now we know led to his downfall. Um, so far and probably until the book is released, we're not going to know her name, but... What we do know is, uh, again, you know, she went and she made the complaint. And Andy Lack, who was president of NBC News, went over to Matt Lauer's house himself to deliver the news that NBC had decided to terminate their contract and end the relationship. Um, Andy Lack and Matt Lauer were friends. So, uh, that could explain a lot of why, uh, uh, that could explain why a lot of things went down the way they did. Um, so, she went and made the, she went and made this complaint, he got fired, and then all these women came forward with their own stories, of him um, giving them sex toys. Uh, one woman said he exposed himself and, and masturbated in front of her. Um, another woman alleged that um, he offered to help her advance her career, but she had to put out for him. And, you know, everyone's everyone's spinning their wheels trying to figure out what is what is going on, what is happening. Um, and I think Ronan Farrow, who won the Pulitzer for bringing down um, Harvey Weinstein, he shared it with um, two other ladies um, in sparking the Me Too movement, has been working on this story for a 
long, 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 long time. Um, also in the book, he's finally going to reveal why NBC tried to um, kill his story. Well, ultimately did kill his story and why he had to take it over to um, The New Yorker. And I just want to get some popcorn because this is going to be good. It's not often that Ronan Farrell and Donald Trump end up on the same side. Um, But you kind of know that they're going to end up on the same side this time because um, neither one of them are big fans of NBC News. And I highly doubt that Ronan Farrell will work for them again. Um... I know one of the one of the things that I've read is um, one of the one of the things I've read is um, he his MSNBC show would have been renewed had he stopped looking into it, but he refused, and they got very angry about that. So allegedly, they pulled the plug on his show, trying to show him who was boss. And it backfired very badly, didn't it? <laughs> Alright, y'all. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. I will be back um, this week with some more gossip. I'm going to try to come back tomorrow, um, depending. It's been really slow in the gossip cycle, except for the Demi Moore stuff. So, um, Which I'm going to work on a deep dive for that. And I think we're going to finally have a blind item episode soon. So cross your fingers, and until next time, cheers.